0: Welcome to Chapel Chatter, a KCU campus ministry podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Shockey, campus minister at Kentucky Christian University in Grayson, Kentucky. It's our hope that you find this podcast encouraging and challenging for your faith, as we discuss several different elements of the faith and ministries, not only with KCU students, faculty, and staff, but also our guests who speak in our chapel services. And uh, today I'm joined by the camp director of House Middle Christian Assembly and in own West Virginia, Tim Yankee. Tim, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, it's good to be on campus. Good. Good. Um, I've, I've mentioned House Mill several times in the first couple episodes we've had, whether it be recalling memories. I mean, we've had Steve Harley and uh, Tracy Tooley both in chapel this year. And, you know, I, I tried to tell them a little bit. And, you know, I think it's hopefully it will give you some joy knowing that if it wasn't for House Mill, for me personally, I don't know if I would have come to the faith. Um, you were talking to Chapel this morning, how formidable House Mill was for you and, you know, your ministry and just your life in general. For me, you know, I came to House Mill in 2005 as a fifth, going sixth grader because my friends went. They said there's cute girls there. It's when we started to think girls were cute. And I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And then three years later, I was baptized there. Um, I met my wife there in high school. Um, I, that's where I decided I want to go into ministry. I've had the pleasure of deaning for you. So... You know, before we get started, you know, I just want to thank you for the ministry you guys do. Oh, I got emotional for a second. Um, but I really believe in the ministry you guys do, and it, I've seen it firsthand personally. My wife, um, she was baptized there. I've seen it in my students when I was a youth minister at GCC. So seriously, just thank you. And before we get started, it's, uh, it's an incredible thing you guys are doing. And that's why I'm thankful that you are a mission partner for this year because, yeah, I could go on and on, and I know you could as well. But uh, just thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, But for the sake of time, because um, I know you're running around campus today and, you know, visiting with classes and whatnot, um, we'll just dive straight into the ministry that is House Mill and um, just um, how you found your way there. So, you know, my kind of just first question is, how did you get into camp ministry? And specifically, how did you get intertwined with House Mill? I'll give my abbreviated version, if some of you
1: listened to Chapel and heard my more extended testimony, but abbreviated version. um, I grew up here in Grayson, so KCU was home for me. Um, I worked KCU through my middle school and high school and even college years at maintenance. So I grew up on a Christian campus community where I was used to seeing how a group of Bible-believing Christians created a safe community of learning and sharing and caring for one another. And just witnessed that firsthand growing up, watching my parents work here. My dad's worked here now, I think, 42 years. Um, And my mom worked here a lot through uh, as alumni director and different jobs in the library uh, when I was growing up. So I saw that here. And I always wanted, the same way when kids went to camp, they want that wilderness experience where they get away from schedules. I didn't go to Summer in the Sun and as many of the things here as often because I went three blocks from my house and (laughs) didn't feel like I was getting away. So House Mill became my escape retreat, my relaxing, escape from my busy schedule. I took a week off of work to go and I just loved the people I met there and the community that was built. And the same way here, we have people from different churches, states that come and make this community. I love the friendships that I made from other camps, other churches that would come to House Mill for the summer that I look forward to only seeing four or five days a year. Um, So for me, that's kind of how I got there. Uh, And then for me, just the Looking forward to going to House Mill every year became my spiritual high, my spiritual (laughs) renewal, uh, people that I, again, just really love seeing. Um, And when I graduated there from House Mill, I came here to KCU to do ministry. I felt like I was giving up my dream. I tell people my dream was to be an architect and to go (laughs) build buildings. I loved geometry. I loved design. And I feel like God had tailored me to do that and make a career name for myself. But I feel like I said, I'll... I will give up that dream if you put a different dream on my heart. And when I left House Mill my senior year, I prayed, God, if there's some way that I could come back here and serve, this place is special to me. I'd love to one day be back here. And I was amazed that in four years, I came here to do Bible college. I went into youth and family ministry. But while I was here, started feeling God say, I'm preparing something else for you. Yeah. And I, I went to volunteer at House Mill a few times and I thought, how cool would it be to be a camp director all the time? I could do what I love doing. Instead of just having that once a week, I'd get it 52 weeks a year. So I talked to my advisor here at the time, Tom Lawson and Ronnie Sisk, and I said, is there a way to craft classes for me online or correspondence that I could do, and also Wheaton College that has some camp administration classes that could prepare me for that career? And still get a youth and family ministry degree. So wherever God leads me, I'm well-rounded for either. And they said, I also think you should get a business minor while you're here. (laughs) And so I decided to be a glutton for punishment my junior and senior year. (laughs) I was double majoring, double minoring, playing soccer, and having a 10-hour work study all here on campus (laughs) and trying to get that done. But God did enable me to get a very well-rounded experience. Working at KCU Maintenance nine years, I saw the how to fix stuff and learn a lot of trades side of ministry. Yep. And doing all the classes and volunteering at Howes Mill and learning the administration side and the business side of camp, felt like I was very well prepared for it. And yeah. so when I left here, I got an internship at Southeast Christian and working at their camp for a year. And as that year was ending, I had no idea where I was gonna go and I had started Googling full-time Christian jobs and camping and I found yeah. two, one in North Carolina, And one, I don't even remember the other state, but there was two jobs full-time, and I was discouraged, applied for both, didn't hear a thing. My internship was ending now in just a few weeks, and I had heard that Howes Mill was now looking for a director and a facility director because the director there was retiring, um, and they were looking for someone new. So I thought, I I could do the facility job. I've worked (laughs) maintenance. That's my way in. And maybe one day that I could eventually be a director when they feel like they could trust me in that. So I interviewed. I get a phone call. And They said, we have good news and bad news. The bad news is we're not going to hire you as the facility director. And in my mind, I thought, what in the world can the good news be if right. they're not going to hire me for the job I interviewed for? And They said, but we've interviewed other candidates for the facility and the maintenance job, but we feel like you're the most qualified and that God's leading us to offer you the director's job. And I was like, I didn't even interview for the <laughs> job. Why are they offering me that job? Right, And I got emotional and was amazed, and they, th- they thought I hung up the phone because I was silent. It was Jeff Patrick from my oh, Grand who really? called me. Oh, really? Okay. But I was very <laughs> shocked and emotional that they would trust and offer that job to me at 22 years old, yeah. um, my Incredible. dream job. Most people have to work up the ladder slowly to that dream job, and they put me there at 22 years old.
0: That's awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize. That was Jeff Patrick. I can imagine... <laughs> Anyone knows Jeff Patrick just his voice even just booming over the phone. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, yeah, you, know, you just kind of hit on a little bit that you know you personally have a tie between KCU and Housemill, but a lot of people might not know that um, the relationship between KCU and Housemill goes way back. Um, so again, I know you have hit on this, um, you know, in a more extended version in the uh, chapel service today. Um, But again, just briefly, just describe for our KCU extended family how these roots actually go back further than maybe we even realize.
1: Okay. Well, Christian camping had roots in a lot of our churches and a lot of our East Coast. Between the late 30s to after World War II, you see camps popping up all over, and most of their born dates are between 45 and 60. In that 15-year period, almost every church camp that we know on the East Coast was founded. There's this Need coming back from the war. We need a place that kids can go and focus on the relationship with Christ. Decisions can be made, and the kids can retreat from the busyness of this world with a Christian community. So KCU was doing that here, and was doing that here before world war, world war II in 39. I have a cool document in our camp store hanging up that shows a picture of camp here at KCU in 1939. Mm-hmm. But then also after World War II, it started again throughout the 50s. But the campus came and told Dr. Lesby at the time, the president in 1959. We can't keep doing camp as it's outgrowing our campus. Our dorms are used all summer long. We never have time to remodel them and have them ready for our students. Uh, We really think it's time for a Christian camp to be founded in another place so that yeah. we can focus on what we're here to do and they could focus what they're created to do. So a few people in Grayson, Dr. Uh, Dr. Lesby, Dr. Nash, the two of our buildings, mm-hmm. Chapel and Lesby Center, are named after were on that search committee in addition to Jack Strother, senior who just passed away two years ago at 106 years old yeah. and was the uh, founder of Commercial Bank in Grayson uptown. So they looked up, looked for property, found the property at House Mill up in Ona, which was a little more central to the churches that were sending yeah. kids. Most of our churches were between Ashland and Huntington, West Virginia. So it was a little further east and more centralized. But they bought that property um, and in, for just $75,000 in February of 1960. And so we're celebrating 60 years of camp ministry. But after that was founded, still, Dr. Lusby uh, was a board member. A lot of our faculty and staff served as Bible teachers. They came up okay. and served as faculty. They brought their youth groups and a lot of churches They were very connected to KCU and House Mill, have been intertwined for years. And as this campus has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger majors and sports, we still get some involvement from campus. But one of the things that I'm excited about this partnership is rekindling that foundation that we were very tied together at the beginning, that camp was KCU, and Howes Mill, yeah. and then slowly we've gotten so busy doing our own things, we're not as tied as I want to be. So exactly. I continue to want to dream for ideas of how this campus can be a part of our campus and we can continue to be very closely
0: related and partnered in ministry. Yeah. Uh, something that you and I talked um, a little bit about, especially when I took this job last year, and just, um, you know, personally, I've already said on here at the beginning that I have a lot of ties, even though I'm not a KCU alum, you know it really has formed me and a lot of people i know in this tri-state area so i think you know one of my goals in campus ministry is to and reason kind of reason we do this podcast too is just to show our students that god can work outside of just our individual lives that he's doing works outside of grace center outside of kcu and we can partner in those things um so you know, you know that's one reason we do this podcast but secondly specifically today is to see how we can partner together better and, you know, just continue to extend the kingdom of God, you know, not just where we're at, but, you know, 45 minutes down the road, you know, in us. So, you know, I know I'm excited about that. And, you know, that kind of provides a segue to what my next kind of question is, because, you know, we all know this year has been the craziest of years for many of us with the pandemic. And, you know, I know specifically church camps and just camps in general had to take a heavy hit as long as, you know, as well as other businesses. Um So I'm really passionate about how can we better partner with you, not just in general, but also because of this pandemic that just hit us. And I know you guys have felt some ramifications of that. Um, So, you know, just flesh out for, you know, not not just for me, but anybody that's listening, what are ways that we can partner together? Mm -hmm. What are ways, you know, that we can partner for future goals that you all have? I mean, what does the future look like for House Mill and for people that want to come alongside you? I just want to find ways to get people excited
1: about being connected to us. So yeah. I shared this morning in chapel ways that people can be connected. And the, the number one is to serve. Yeah. It takes a lot of volunteers to make camp happen. Yeah. So something the churches have done over the years. As less people volunteer, they have to hire more staff and pay people to do what they used to volunteer to do. Yeah. And I would love to see... I don't want to follow the model of some camps that have had to hire 20 people to be faculty and teach and stay in the dorms and raise your cost double to cover those expenses. I want to keep our cost reasonable, but that takes volunteer support and ministry to keep that there. So finding more people that are willing to serve a week of camp as a faculty and teach kids and mentor them and invest in their lives. The same way that a lot of us had that investment in our lives when we were younger from a youth minister or minister or just a great family that loved camp and wanted to come volunteer and serve. Yeah. So looking for people that are willing to either work with us or serve with us for a week is my biggest connection. I'd love right. to have the campus even more involved with. And then other ways, I shared a little bit this morning. We, we try to have ways that there you can volunteer for a day, for two days. Uh, but we have a work day in October the 10th, that people can come serve and volunteer and just be hands and feet to be their own property. So whether it's you bringing other faculty and staff you work with, or a, a class can encourage people to come out. Or a sports team to come out and serve and do a project together, I'd love to get the campus community on our grounds a few times. Yeah. Um, and one of the neat partnerships, I talked with Dr. Metcalf before Dr. Alcorn, I've talked to Dr. Alcorn and Donald Dameron and some of their team
0: mm-hmm. about
1: how we can continue this partnership. And one, of the, one of the other neat ways our partnership is they usually commit some of their budget that so many KCU groups can come out instead of having to raise the funds, that's tough yeah. for some college kids, that we have an exchange where if they come and do an overnight retreat or a day event to be on property instead of me billing them in cash, mm-hmm. uh, they give us a credit at the print shop and I can yeah. print color newsletters. Uh, so even the KCU football team was just on property last weekend, 160 college <laughs> boys and right. the coaches and their families, and we cooked for them. They got to do our giant swing, play paintball, do kayaks in the river. But we just kind of wanted to create a bonding experience for them since they had lost some of their football schedule this fall. We wanted to give them something to – Get off campus, unwind a little bit, and just have some fun together having fun. yeah. And if you try to do that here on campus and don't make it mandatory, it's hard to get people to all come. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you do a fun <laughs> experience, escape off a property that's not work-related, and I think it can be fun, and they seem to have a really good time. Yeah. And so Jeremy Miller's brought soccer teams before. Devin, Bruce Dixon used to bring the volleyball team. I'd love to get the campus community sports, majors, yeah. and even faculty and staff to buy into just getting on property at least once a year. Yeah. And if everybody came either out to serve or and be faculty or work at a work day, just be involved with the ministry, not only would they see the value of our property and I think the feel you get when you're there and yep. just the retreat and refreshment, but you'd buy into the ministry when you see the needs there and you get to know our staff and befriend us. Yeah. It just
0: becomes a closer community. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I no, I mean, yeah, I think just being present on the campus, and again, I can only speak from experience. But it's still, it is so unique. Anytime you just drive down over the hill and you you come onto campus, it's such a different feel than anywhere else I've been. And maybe that's the hyper spiritualism in me. I don't know, but you know, I um, you know, I just know personally for me, having that experience, having that relationship with you all, and just having some of my most impactful moments in my life in that area. Um, there's something unique about House Mill um, and just camp ministry in general. So, you know, I, I'm thankful for that. And um, I know, so, I mean, I like I said, I've been involved in some way or another since like 2005, whether it's a camper, uh, volunteer, uh, or a dean, or as a youth minister. Um, and I've seen the camp evolve. I, I've seen the additions that you all have. I've seen, you know, you guys are constantly trying to find new ways to reach these students and to, you know, um, have them you know, excited about being there. Um, What future projects are you guys looking at? I know um, you mentioned there's a water slide project that we could uh, potentially partner in that way. So what's that kind of look like? What are you guys looking for in the future?
1: I try to add it's a tough balance and a property between program and additions. It's electives and fun items and infrastructure and buildings and remodel. And we try to not go too far one way on the spectrum. We'll try to do a building remodel or project and then the next year something new for kids. So they're... Coming their for high school years, at least there's two new things for them when they're there, yeah. and it's not, I've already done the giant swing, I've already done the pool, <laughs> yeah. I've already done kayaks, there's something different. So we've we wanted to add something new, and I've got a water slide project as a dream for mine for about 10 years, but yeah. it's always been a wish list item, not a need. This year with COVID, we could only put uh, 50 to 60% of our numbers in our pool area, so yeah. And usually in some of our younger ages, we rented a water slide or did more tarps in the field. But with some of the COVID restrictions, that became a little more difficult to sanitize, to wash, to manage. Yeah. And so there wasn't as much water activities in July when it's 100 degrees <laughs> in the sun for yep. kids. So we were trying to figure out a new way to do that. It's not like a perfect year to say people's hearts want to know how they can help. And if you give projects that aren't overwhelming, we're not raising $100,000, we're going to raise five or $10,000 for a project. It's not as overwhelming. So yeah. we put a GoFundMe up on our website and on our Instagram. We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. If you want to join us on any of those platforms, just search House Mill Camp and you'll find us. Um, but we're up there and I put a, a QR code and mm-hmm. a URL link that you can register and sign up. And most people are giving... 10, 20, or $25 gifts, and over three weeks, over $3,500 was given by people who are just friends on our social media for house mill. And then I had somebody else come alongside and said, we love what you're doing, we love house mill, and with God's blessed us generously. We'll give a $5,000 check towards the water slide or any other project goals your board seems fit mm-hmm. um, and try to match that 5000 So we're trying to get another $1,500 on that yeah. in the next week. <clears throat> and this generous couple will match it and we'll have 10000 to work on some of those projects this year. Awesome. So we're excited about that. And it, I know it's hard, especially in a college community. On a limited budget, (laughs) probably your church, KCU, there's tons of people that could use your money and are asking for it, but especially as your chapel mission this year, encourage you, if House Mill has ever touched your life, if Mm -hmm. your life was changed there, your family's, uh, it benefited you, consider giving a $20 or $25 gift once to help us meet that goal. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's amazing when everyone does that, how that adds up. Even doing a quick math, I heard there was 685 students on campus. Mm I thought if everybody gave a $20 gift or $2 a month for 10 right. for ten months, it'd be $15,000. Yeah. And it's amazing how little increments from everyone adds up to make that big difference. So exactly. I know we haven't officially set a chapel goal for the year. I don't want to set one so lofty that it's a failure. failure. Exactly. I don't want to set it so low that yeah. <laughs> we don't reach for something. So exactly. Any exactly. money we raise this year from KCU will get a go to helping with some of those new electives, new awesome. projects, and just continuing to improve ways that we creatively get kids to camp. And the last story I'll share with that, I always tell people when I go, I've had some people on the opposite spectrum that came to camp in the 60s and 70s, and they'll say, we feel like you're adding too many things, that camp's just becoming a a fun amusement park or a cedar point of camps, that (laughs) instead of focusing on God and your relationship, you're just becoming a fun 4-H camp. And I said, "I, I understand that perspective, but let's think about it. You haven't been on property in a while. I want to give you the honest truth. Kids have so much to choose from today that if you don't know creatively and marketing and in videos and give them something they haven't done to excite them and entreat them to come, yeah. we may never get them on property for the first place to get to dive into their spiritual lives to get them to read their Bible, make decisions, and possibly choose to go into Christian service or yeah. be in ministry full-time. So Jesus it explains this in the New Testament, the Gospels. He comes up to fishermen, and he relates to them by their trade and says, now I'm going to make you fishers of men. Yeah. And a fisherman needs hook and bait and other things to catch. And so for us, I say those are our hooks and bait. Our yeah. giant swing, our water slide, that's the hook and bait to get Students, when they see a video, an image, or a youth minister is inviting them to come, maybe they wouldn't come if they said, you're going to dive into your spiritual life for five days. Exactly. You're going to have kids say, I know I need to do that, but I don't want to do that. Exactly. But if we get them there with those other fun things, yes, that's two or three hours of the day. But yeah. they also have family groups and God time and campfire and worship and Vespers. And yeah. there is plenty of opportunity for them to invest in their spiritual life when they're there. Yeah. And most people, when they leave, they say, I had fun on the giant swing. I had this. But it's the relationships that are built yeah. with God and with others that is truly what makes camp
0: special and that lasts long past the few days that they're there. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, When I was in student ministry, even college ministry, you know, I say kind of philosophy of ministry at times, you know, sometimes it just seems like youth ministry all you do is just play games and have fun kind of deal. But it's, you know, it's kind of twofold. One, you know, parents investing in their kids to bring them, but two, it's having those fun events that intrigue them to come. And when kids are able to have fun, when they're able to celebrate and just have joy through that, a lot of times those boundaries that they normally would put up do come down a little bit. I think that creates an avenue for us to, show that, one, in the Christian faith, you can have fun. (laughs) You know, it doesn't always have to be like the stoic business kind of thing. Um, But two, you know, again, it it lets us build those relationships, those bonds. You know, some of my favorite memories from camp, um, you know, I couldn't tell you many sermons. You know, they were great sermons, but the things I could tell you the most about camp weren't even in the fun things. It was just those relationships. You know, some of my best friends to this day I met at camp. Um, so my partners in ministry, I met at camp. Again, I said I met my wife at camp. So um, and that was because we were playing volleyball in the sand pit, right? Um, and I won't get into that story. She was awful, and I yelled at her a lot. And <laughs> graciously, she decided to go on a date with me after camp. But all that being said, that opens up so many avenues. I think so. I think it's awesome. You know, just from my perspective, for what it's worth, uh, to see you guys bringing that balance, and I think. The deans you bring in, the volunteers that you all do have, there's always. I when I was in ministry, there was never the concern. Uh, my bringing my students just to have fun, my bringing my students just so they can be poured into, it was always a good balance. They could have fun, but at the same time, they're going to receive that spiritual um, encouragement, and formation kind of deal. So um, that's just my two cents for that um, to tack to that. But um, you know, just one last thing because I mean, you know, I know you know you, you told me this morning you know, you talk about house mill for hours and. You know, and I can talk for a while about it just from my experiences. But, again, for the sake of time, um, you know, my last question would just be, what is your favorite memory from your time with Howells Mill as the director? Um, what kind of memories keep you um, motivated to keep doing this? You know, what is it about this job and the experiences you've had that makes it so worthwhile?
1: For me, it's the stories that I hear just like yours, the people mm-hmm. that are impacted by our ministry. Yeah. When you are, when you're cleaning up 42 toilets in every <laughs> shower and mowing 25 acres, sometimes you don't see the, the reward side of ministry. Or when we're doing dishes for 160 people and you clean over and over and over again, it can be overwhelming. But yeah. what keeps me going and the energy that I have working long hours in the summer and long weekends and, is when I hear stories of success stories about camp change people's lives, and reminding myself that I'm an example of that as well. Uh, So the relationships built with God and others, and for me especially, it's the summer staff that becomes my youth group. I went, thought I was going into youth ministry or considering (laughs) that, and then as God turned my path to go into camp ministry, realizing that it's still a different branch of youth ministry, I just get a wider scope because I get to have a little bit of hand in every youth ministry and tied to KCU and our our churches and all the above. Um, But I really appreciate the summer staffs that I get. So I have all the pictures hanging in my (laughs) office. Uh, So far, the 17 summers I've been at House Mill. And when you add up eight or so college students or high school students that work with us a year times 17, it's like 150-some students that I've now been a part of their lives. They've been a part of our staff team. Uh, For our 10th anniversary, we invited a lot of them back and had a good chunk of them come, and I hope soon to do that again. But to get to hear all their stories of how (laughs) House Mill impacted their life, how as a Mother and father, now that they have their own kids and family, some of the spiritual formations they had on our team, and sharing a devotion with our staff and being challenged to keep God first, how that has impacted their life. And I continue to hear people that say, it's one of the best summers of my life working, or you guys prepared me. I thought I was just getting a paycheck, or you guys were teaching me a few things, but you and your staff also helped prepare me to know how to fix a toilet when I owned a home, (laughs) or to know how to mow my grass, or to know how to lead a devotions when I got asked to be a small group leader at my church. It wasn't the first time because you had me do that when I was summer staff to each other and yeah. um, you had me lead a campfire. So just having opportunities, knowing that we're not just investing in our campers and our staff, but especially our part-time seasonal staff that comes in, they become an extension of us and yeah. they go out and to watch them succeed and have families and many of them ministries of their own is so rewarding to me because in some ways I felt like I was giving up the opportunity to get to have a youth group or minister to people when I went into camp. But I've, God has changed my heart to see that yeah. he's just given me even more opportunity
0: <laughs> than I otherwise maybe would have. Funny how God works <laughs> <moves> that way. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, Tim, that' awesome. And, you know, I, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down. I, take, you know, I appreciate you coming to speak in chapel today. Um, again, you know, anyone listening, um, first, you know, if you feel led to donate, In any way, whether it's one-time gift or recurring gift, I know you can go online to it's housemill.org right? Um, You can go to any of their social media just to see updates. Um, We have their link in our UVersion Bible app. Anytime we have a chapel service, you can you know go to your events, look up Grayson, you'll see KCU services, and we have that link. Um, You can check our campus ministry social media. I I hope to continue to you know push out any way that we can um, help Housemill this year, and not just this year, but you know, as long as, you know, I have a say in it, I hope that we can partner, and, um, yeah, seriously, just thank you for the impact that you guys are making for students in this tri-state area. Um, one of the hardest things, honestly, um, when I took this position was knowing, yeah, first thought, like, oh, no, I can't dean anymore, I'm not, you know, student minister at Galapagos Christian, and then, you know, I'm slowly finding out, wait, no, just because I'm not a student minister anymore doesn't mean I can't partner with you all, so, Know if anything, you know, thank you for the service you've done in my life, my um, in Amanda's life, um, and my friends. Um, we are so thankful for the ministry of House Mill, and we are excited to partner with you all. But, um, that'll do it just again for the sake of time. Um, I know again we could talk forever on this, uh, but if you, you know, if you're listening, you have more questions, um, reach out to Tim, um, reach out to um, Andrew or Austin, the other two guys on staff, um, I know they would be love to answer your questions, love to talk to you more about the ministry that is House Mill Christian Assembly. Um, if you're a student, reach out to myself or Jeremy Miller. Um, we've both been involved and um, we'd love to get you connected with this awesome ministry. Um, but for that, again, thank you for being with us today, Tim. And um, that'll do it for our podcast today. Um, thank you for tuning in to the Chapel Chatter podcast. Be sure to share this with your friends as we'll continue to discuss a wide variety of topics and experiences in the faith. And until next time, in case no one's told you today, Jesus loves you more than you could ever know. And we do too. Grace and peace. We'll see you next